everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We have a bonus episode for you where we're just going to talk to one of our favorite collaborators that is a freaking practically an official co-host. <laughs> Dr. Lisa Lucas is here. Hi, everyone. Um, yes. And don't worry, we have an on friendship coming for August. Yeah. And <laughs> you all are going to love. But this case we are just here just to talk and to have a fun interview and particularly to talk with elisa about her movies that she's watched in quarantine because it's a pretty <laughs> impressive impressive feat and i just thought it would be a lot of fun and uh, so how have you how have you been elisa hanging in there hanging in there <laughs> It's been some time since spring break when yeah. I was home. In the middle of spring break is when the stay-at-home order started. And then I basically, except for a few trips here or there to, say, the grocery store <laughs> or an Aldi's or a Target or the post office, yeah. I've pretty much been at home uh, working. I've uh, basically organized my house from top to bottom. <laughs> Got rid of stuff, donated, recycled. Uh, but I've mainly been watching TV, which isn't unusual outside of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I've been so impressed as I have been following you on Facebook and multiple times sometimes in a day there'll be a post oh i saw that i watched this movie i watched this movie i watched this movie and, <laughs> and as somebody who you know i do that for my career i it's still yeah. been very impressive how many that you've been able to watch do you have a current tally now okay so i have a google drive list called elisa watches tv uh -huh. and movies watched i'm at 205 that is amazing and then i have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen that i don't straight up call movies they're either documentary movies or comedian type stuff i also have hamilton on this list um so like tiger king's on this list the last dance about michael jordan um, yeah. I'll, I'll be gone in the dark, which is on HBO. And then I also have a column for TV shows watch. And it looks like I've watched 23 or at least some episodes of 23 different shows, um, including an asterisk of since March, I've watched psych three times so that I could do a two part episode for best forevers. <laughs> the whole series. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, I'm on season eight of The Walking Dead out of 10. I watched all of Frasier, which has 11 seasons. Uh, I've watched four seasons of Bones. Um, I watched all of Stranger Things, which is three seasons. Five seasons of Suits. <laughs> well, I was very- And here's, here's the thing though. Oh, and I watched all of The Office. But uh -huh. the thing that I like is that you call it impressed, where when I posted that I had hit 200 movies on my Facebook, People are like, do you have time to use the bathroom? And all sorts of other comments of some level or degree of what I sense is judgment <laughs> no, <laughs> of how I spend my time. <laughs> no, I'm so like, I appreciate hey, it. You know, you, you've been watching yeah. 220 movies. That's that's a good day in my. That's a good uh, good use of time in my book. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to talk to Rachel. Other people are like, do you have time to use the bathroom? <laughs> 
yes what do you think I'm doing I'm not I'm not like a rookie I mean I've been watching tv I've loved television <laughs> for since I was two years old there's a picture of me pushing the rocking chair up to the tv to get closer to, to watch television I used to get in trouble for watching television instead of doing homework and basically since I've been an adult meaning I did not live in my parents house depending on roommate situation my tv is always on right like there mm -hmm. isn't yeah. too much time where it's off like okay, I can't write and have the TV on, or sometimes it can be harder to grade and watch TV. So I might do music, or I might listen to podcasts in the morning. I might listen to some comedy. Mm -hmm. I might read. That doesn't, I've had actually a really hard time concentrating to read since March, but um, I already watch a lot of television, and a quarantine <laughs> is nothing more than a challenge, if you will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I started it because you know, I moved, I'm a professor, so I moved from face-to-face -face teaching to remote learning. It was a lot of work. It was probably four times more of work being done on being sure my classes and my students are taken care of. I spent a lot of time doing that, and then I just kind of had to find a way to say, this is where my day ends for work, and this is where my night begins for home when you're in mm -hmm. the same space. And so that's when I watch a lot of television, like television is always on, but I don't always watch movies. And so I saw it as, okay, well, what if I watch a movie each night? So I have an alarm on my phone at eight o'clock to watch a movie every single night. I might watch more. Um, this week I had to finish Psych, the third watching. Uh -huh. um, so I didn't watch a movie like last night or the night before, but, um, but there's some days where I've watched five or six movies in a day. Yeah. And I want to make it clear, it doesn't necessarily mean I sit down with popcorn and it's like, it's movie time. It's like, let me put this movie on while I yeah. do the dishes. Let me right. put this movie on while I <laughs> research for the podcast. You know, Don't like worry. I'm a multitasker. <laughs> Don't worry. This is a safe place. I watched yeah. 115 Christmas movies. Like, yes. Here. This New. is why I New. love the New judgment Christmas free movie. zone. Yeah. Judgment free zone. And I love it. Yes. <laughs> So how have you determined what to watch? Well, it actually started with Nice Out was the first movie I watched. And mm -hmm. so that I had gotten for my dad's birthday, which was right before quarantine started. And I always forget when you get a Blu-ray, they also give you a DVD. Like, what, is, what sense is that? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so my dad always gives me the DVD. He's like, here, do you want Nice Out? And I was like, this is not why I bought it for you. But okay, yes, I will take Nice Out with me. Um, <laughs> So I started there, and then the next night I was trying to find a new movie to watch, and, you know, Disney Plus was still relatively new, and so that's where I watched Thor, I never know how to pronounce it, Ragnar Ragnarok? Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then the next night they had streamed Frozen 2 early, and so I was like, so I had started with, like, newer movies, right? Mm -hmm. Movies that have been out recently. And then I just started going into like, well, how can I keep this up and what else do I want to watch? And so I started kind of thinking about what I was in the mood for. And I sort of started with action movies after I watched Thor and I kind of moved into like John Wick 3. And I had recently watched John 1 and John Wick 2. <laughs> it wasn't like I just randomly pick them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I think I just started with action and then I was like, okay, Keanu Reeves. Okay. I want to watch speed, you know, and that sort of thing. And then I kind of moved from actor to actor. I was like, oh, 
I want to watch National Treasure. And then it was like, well, let me watch some other Nick Cage movies. Like, I got to watch Con Air. And then if I'm going to watch Con Air, I have to watch The Rock. And then I have to watch Face Off. And it kind of trickled down from there. But I have to say that if you overall look at my list, it is primarily movies from my childhood, like tween and teen years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's action, comedy, and maybe some romance. There's a few new movies in there. But after that first week of watching new movies and a few here and there in the last couple of weeks, I have just gone strictly with things that I've already seen. There's actually mm-hmm. very few movies on the list I, I have not seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of it is, I think, watching things that you're familiar with. And mm-hmm. I think that you might have seen this meme going around and it says that people with anxiety are likely to rewatch things that they've already seen because it makes them feel better. There's some level of familiarity. Um, And so I I can see that as well. In fact, in one of my classes, I teach a theory called uses and gratifications. And I love this theory because again, it's a judgment-free zone. It's basically like, I'm watching this thing because it, it satisfies one of my personal needs. So you can't judge me for what I watch because you don't know what need it satisfies and when. And so some of the needs are like escape, enjoyment, relaxation. And so I think that I have chosen movies based on satisfying some needs. And I think that it started out honestly as a way to divide my time between work and non-work hours, Mm -hmm. but then also being like, there's so many things going on in the world what can I do to sort of escape from it or cope with it or deal with it? And some of it has been going to movies that I remembered or I hadn't seen since I was a kid or those sorts of things. Or Mm -hmm. people are talking about, it's like post-apocalyptic world we're living in with the global pandemic. I'm like, I think I should watch Hunger Games. (laughs) Let me get some diversion in there, you know? (laughs) I went through like a Michael J. Fox phase, you know, so like, you know, depending on where I'm at, oh, I got to see this Christian Slater movie. Oh, (laughs) Disney Plus, I was doing all the Disney movies I hadn't seen. Like I'd Uh never seen Tangled. Oh, Um, wow. Well, and and that's perfect. That's definitely on theme. Yeah. And then The Princess (laughs) and the Frog, I've never seen. That's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. And I hadn't seen in a really long time Hercules and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So that was like fun rewatches. But that's really where it's been is like kind of revisiting my movie childhood in some yeah. ways. And in some ways that's been fun. In other ways, it's like, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I yeah. am kind of envious because it's been amazing to me how quickly the time has filled up for me with mm-hmm. I, that, but I did, I did have some time to write, right. I did have some time to watch some mm-hmm. series that I hadn't had time yeah. for. Like yeah. I watched, finally watched Stranger Things series. Love it. And <laughs> Sorry. I, I was I just so Things. busy last summer. I just didn't have the time. And then it just kind of became this thing that, Oh, am I going to, when am I going to have time? When am I going to have time? And I finally had the time. I finally watched yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I thought, I mean, like, just my own personal preference. I kind of wish they had gone more sci-fi and less horror creature yeah. scares. 
um but it's still a really good show it's so well done so well and made so i'm not sci-fi and horror is not necessarily my area mm-hmm. as well like it's not necessarily something that i would pick mm-hmm. but i watched the first season and i enjoyed it but i thought it was different than what i'm used to mm-hmm. and then i rewatched it i want to say over thanksgiving break or christmas break it was christmas break mm-hmm. and i watched it so fast and then like a day went by and i was like I kind of miss it. So I watched it again over Christmas break. And then, so this would have been a a third rewatch since December for Stranger Things. Uh Yeah. Quickly, they don't have that many episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I also watched McMillions, which I absolutely Mm -hmm. love. I've been praising it since uh, it's one of my favorite things that I've seen in quarantine. It's a docu-series about the about the scam to steal money from the uh, or swindle from the uh, mcdonald's monopoly and the thing that makes it especially fun is well first of all a secret agent uh doug matthews is like made for television he was (laughs) so funny and charming i haven't seen it but i just wrote it down on my sheet yeah great and (laughs) i guess the thing that makes it i think more palatable than some other stuff like you watch stuff about ponzi schemes and and it makes you feel kind of bad because these people you know had their lives their 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 savings everything ruined so you feel kind of bad but in this case it's a victimless crime because mcdonald's was giving the money anyway yeah anyway so nobody was really hurt by the fact these these just crazy mixture of people all somehow convened together to to have this scam and i loved it i thought it was great sounds Um, amazing yeah Mm-hmm. yep i also love sweet magnolias which we've covered here mm-hmm. on the podcast on netflix yep. and i love the babysitter's club oh that was top notch yeah right it was yeah. so good it, it reminded me of my childhood and and thing like the time now minus the pandemic but like mm-hmm. it just was both childhood and present all wrapped yeah. into one moving into the future and it was like this is the best present I've ever received from my childhood <laughs> well and I was really nervous because I did love the books growing up and I I d- hated the Anne with an E show yeah that Netflix mm-hmm. did uh mm-hmm. and so I was like oh I don't know <laughs> but i ended up just loving it i thought it was so well written yeah it was so well cast i felt like it was grounded but it wasn't unnecessarily uh traumatic like yeah you can be realistic without without inviting trauma yeah like, it was just smart and fresh yeah and and while still holding on to the charm of what it was yep yeah as the books mm-hmm. i agree and I, 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 I watched it with, you know, my friend, Austin Burke, who, mm-hmm. uh, he ended up joining us on the podcast to cover it. And he, he was kind of skeptical at first, whether it would be his thing. And he was super in love with it. He really enjoyed it. So. Yeah. I was probably like a minute in and was like, this is about to be the best eight episodes I've ever seen in my yeah. entire, or 10 or whatever it was. I was like, this is about to be so good. Yeah. And the last dance was really entertaining. It was especially kind of fun because uh, the the last sort of section of it was all about the Utah Jazz and 
so that kind of brought back some memories of when mm-hmm. they were playing the bulls and i'm like i, I had no idea that somebody <laughs> somebody food poisoned michael jordan but that's why you had the flu I, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's there are some great episodes in there because i'm from michigan so the bad boys of pistons like oh, those yeah. were some really important yeah. moments to to capture uh, so as a, a fan of the pistons that that was a yeah. fun series. I enjoyed I mean, that. And 30 for 30 are always Oh excellent. yeah. They're amazing. Just the best even if you don't like sports, which I'm not the biggest sports person. I yeah. really am not. But they're about people and they're interesting stories and yeah. so I, I I highly recommend there was one this this year uh called the the long days of summer i believe Mm -hmm. um about the a long gone summer long gone summer about the uh mcguire sammy sosa Mm -hmm. uh chase to i think it was 98 chase to beat uh roger yeah the home run run record Mm -hmm. and that one was really interesting there's one on lance armstrong that was very well done called it's just called lance uh that i that i uh watched uh and that had screened at sundance and i hadn't gotten to see it there and so it was and like just somebody who is just a complete narcissist like they i'm on so many levels that it was fascinating (laughs) yeah no i need to watch that and see if i can't use it in my dark side of interpersonal class but one of my my favorites is about the fab five from the universe uh from university of michigan the basketball team from the early 90s um, really interesting sort of what happened um, among that group and mm-hmm. looking at it in terms of like group communication and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. Fascinating. There's so many good ones. I, I haven't watched this recently, but the really good one is called Of uh, Miracles and Men. And it's mm. all about the, the Miracle on Ice season, but from oh, yeah. a Russian perspective. Oh, fascinating. That's cool. Yeah, it's really <laughs> interesting because you never heard it from their perspective. Uh, so, yeah, there have been some really good series, some good TV specials. Yeah. I really loved The Baker and the Beauty, which was a great show. It looks like it's gotten canceled, but oh, uh, it was. Well, don't watch it now because you're going to have your heart broken because. Okay, well, we canceled. don't want that to happen. I'm you're already hanging out with <laughs> But I have to say that, like, during quarantine, I've actually had a harder time. Like, it was exciting to watch The Last Dance because it was two episodes at a time. So it was as if everyone's seeing it at the same time. So you still mm-hmm. get, like, the Twitter and all right. that kind of sports aspect that we've been missing during quarantine. Um, and I watched Tiger King after everyone was, you know, about it online. <laughs> but I've had a really hard time watching more serious stuff so mm-hmm. um i know really until you mean. the last couple weeks actually i need to add unsolved mysteries to this but um until the last couple weeks i haven't been able to watch anything that's like true crime and then um i'll be gone in the dark came out on hbo and that's four episodes in of six and that has been one of the most the best produced true crime doc series that i've seen and then i also mm-hmm. watched outcry on showtime and that was really fascinating as well and then, of course, the the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix as well, if people kind of lean that way. Um, but I think that's a sign that it, some stuff is just too heavy for me. Yeah. Like, I was able to watch all eight seasons of Dexter, but you want me to watch 
this thing about yeah. a crime and I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. That's kind of why I put off watching Just Mercy, even though I... Yeah. That one I did watch and it's fantastic, but yeah, I've had a hard time watching some other stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I watched, I finally watched the movie Drive uh, for another podcast that I do. I finally watched that and that's a, it's a, it's a very violent film. Hallmarkies warned, but it it was, it was was very, it was good. But yeah, I know what you mean. In fact, I had, I, I wasn't even really paying attention. I'd gotten a ton of different screeners and I just started one without really like doing my normal research of kind of what I do. And there's a movie called the painted bird. And uh, I got about two minutes in and I was like, okay, I'm not watching this tonight. I'm not (laughs) in a headspace for this. It's like a, a really brutal Holocaust movie. Oh Uh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) it's like, I am not, I wouldn't even consider it right now. I'm not ready for this. And I have still have yet to watch it. I, and then my friend ended up watching it. She told me, and I was some of the stuff in it. And I was just like, I don't, I think I might, I think I'm just going to pass on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate getting the screener and everything, but whoo. Yeah. And, there's some just, things that are just not good for right now. Like yeah. I just, why add on to all of the, the stress by watching something that's really gonna be tough and it's probably well made but even i've had 1917 on my watch list since i started yeah tracking the movies and i haven't had the heart to watch it yet just like a war movie you know like mm-hmm. i'm like nah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know and i i haven't really dove into a lot like i've seen 13th before mm-hmm. um you know about the institute mm-hmm. like the prison institution and and i'm like and it was excellent and it was really hard to watch before a pandemic and i'm like I have it on my list. It's just not happening now. I can't, yeah. you know, we just have yeah. to like protect ourselves the best we can. And that's exactly my point is like, why these movies is because that I just pick whatever I'm in the mood for. That's why I have a list. So I have a list of ones I've watched, the TV shows I've watched, and then comedy, doc, sort of series. And then I have a list of what I want to watch. And I'll just put stuff on the list I want to watch. And then mm-hmm. I will go to that and say, okay, what am I in the mood for? Or is there something else that I see? I go through Hulu movies for you. And so every time I watch a movie yeah. on Hulu, it'll update it. And you've watched this. Maybe you'll want to watch that. I'll be like, thanks, Hulu. I did want to watch that. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first, the first like three months of quarantine, which is insane that I'm saying that. Yep. The first three, for like March through May, I was totally alone because yeah. uh, because my, I was worried about talking. Uh, I was worried about seeing my parents because they they kept thinking, "Do I have it? Do I not have it?" Even though I had te- gotten tested all these times, I still you know had symptoms, and I was just nervous about getting my parents sick because my mom she has uh, she, she has a she's somewhat weak immune system and then my dad he gets he gets respiratory infections very easily yeah that was it was scary to me and so and my parents lived probably 10 minutes away from me and that was so hard i mean to go through uh to go through easter and to not be able to see my parents was extremely difficult for me and it was definitely something that was kind of a a wake-up call I guess in a way because there were a lot of times when I would go months without 
yeah. or at least a month without seeing my parents and not really give it that much of a thought because, you know, just so busy with things and going to screenings and yeah. all the stuff that happens. And, and it, it made me, it made me realize things I'd taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, certainly I, I, I never thought that I would go this long without going to the movie theaters yeah and and i mean i totally took that for granted i mean i've been fortunate to be able to go to drive-ins and be able to go to a few openings of things uh, that other people maybe haven't been able to do but really those first three months i went to one drive-in and i i saw jurassic park and i just Mm. started to cry Mm. because it was so emotional to me it had been you know at that point a a while since i had been to the theater and i was at the drive-in and and uh, I, I posted on, because it was like a makeshift drive-in that one of the theaters has done to kind yeah. of try to help get things by. And I put on my, on my Insta chat, on my Insta story, you know, thank you so much for doing this and for serving the community and everything. I really appreciated it. And they were really grateful for my, for my gratitude. <laughs> um, anyway, it was a really cool, cool moment, but, uh, but I, I had, it was hard for me to not get to see my parents for, for so long and not really get to see anybody for so long. And, uh, and so I, I, I have luckily been able to spend some more time with my parents since, uh, since the last like two months, I, I've been cleared. I've been tested three times. I'm not (laughs) sick. I'm fine. (laughs) You know, we've been still like trying to keep distance and, you know, not hugging and things like that. Uh, and we've done, they, in their basement, they have a projector that they've, uh, worked up to kind of create a little, mm-hmm. uh, at home kind of movie screen environment, which has been yeah. really fun. And so we've done so far, uh, Ford v Ferrari, cause mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. really trying to pick movies that I think my dad and my mom will both like. Yeah. Both oh, that can be hard tricky. in my it, house as well. It's tricky. It's <laughs> tricky. And so Ford v. Ferrari and the Peanut Butter Falcon are the two that we've done yeah. so far. Both of them huge hits. Oh, so, good. So far, two for two. <laughs> so you're at 100. So stop now while you're ahead. I know. But, but I'm really excited because I, I want to keep it movies that are sort of contemporary as opposed to watching, you know, we could it'd be easy to just watch Star Wars or whatever, but I feel like that's not as, it's not as fun to try to kind of challenge them and for me to kind of think of what's a movie they would like. Yeah. Or a little bit more modern. And uh, anyway, so that's been fun. Sometimes it's, it's hard to watch movies. Like I'll forget. I'll be like, they don't have a mask on. And they'll be like, oh yeah, this was supposed to be, this was made before quarantine. (laughs) Like Babysitter's Club, especially. And then I just watched fatal affair on netflix with omar epps and neil long and i was like but they don't have and i was like this was made before covid (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's just one of those reminders (laughs) and so in some ways watching like something like 1917 or you know (laughs) game of thrones or something else it it makes more sense that you know they didn't need bass then yeah well (laughs) Well, 1917 they almost did 1918 oh awkward I mean, okay. we'll be, we'll be excited to see if they do kind of bring any of this, this thing into the content coming up for later this fall, later this yeah. next year. 
I, you know, we, I mean, we already, as we talked about in our trading Christmas episode, we know that love in the time of Corona is coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe yeah, we'll and we're reviewing it. Yes. <laughs> so we're pretty excited. With a critical that. eye. Yes, we are. Because <laughs> we've both been alone most of quarantine. Yeah. And for me, the first three, like two months, essentially, I was at least interacting with my students via right. technology, right? Or meeting with them in Zoom meetings or FaceTiming my teaching assistants. So I still had a lot of interaction. It just wasn't what I we're all used yeah. to. So this is something like, you know, it's for me. I don't have to worry about pleasing anyone else. Uh, you know, the cats and dog have to deal with whatever I watch. <laughs> although I have to say... Um, my sleep schedule has changed a bit. And uh -huh. so I might watch yeah. a first movie at eight, start a second one at 10. And my precious little dog Finnegan, he likes to sleep on the bed. And sometimes he gives me side eye, then jumps down and he sleeps underneath <laughs> the bed, which I've decided is that it's too loud and too bright for him to sleep while I stay up and watch movies. <laughs> He's like, hint, 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 hint. <laughs> time yeah. for bed <laughs> no it's true i've been really bad lately about taking naps oh uh, yep. about yeah just like it i didn't take one today and it was sad <laughs> i did i did today but i'm envious <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what has been a i guess one of your favorites of sort of the 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 rewatches that you've done something that you're like oh that was that were a nostalgic property that you that you've really enjoyed the rewatching. I really enjoyed my rewatch of A League of Their Own. Uh huh. Like, that one hit me like in the feelings really hard, and like at the end where they open the, you know, the Hall of Fame or whatever it is for them. Yeah. Um, like I was like, am I crying? <laughs> I <was laughs> like, and I was just like, I don't know. There was just something about that movie. Gina Davis mm -hmm. is great and Lori Petty as the little sister and just the fun with Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell and then obviously Tom Hanks steals like half the movie anyways but there was just something about it that sort of it was as good of a watch as it was when I when I probably first saw it so mm -hmm. that one I really enjoyed quite a bit um one that I was uh, I had to rent because it wasn't available but now one of the things that i've talked about on the on friendship episodes is that or that i've been watching more i've had to add like so i have hulu i've had to add cinemax and stars right. and showtime to get to all these other movies I, i'm done <laughs> with cinemax but i still have stars and showtime um so the first time i watched it i had to rent it but i did there's only one movie i've watched twice and that is the secret of my success with michael j fox Oh yeah, and that's the one where he <laughs> thinks he's gonna move to New York and make it, make it big, and he ends up losing his job before he starts it, and then he goes to his uncle who doesn't really know him from a ham sandwich, and he gets into the mail room and he sort of fakes a position and pretends to be this new executive, and that was his secret of his success was lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That one I've rewatched twice and have considered rewatching a third time. 
Another amazing rewatch. It was just so much fun. And I haven't seen it in so many years was So I Married an Ex-Murderer with Mike Myers and Nancy mm-hmm. Travis. Mm-hmm. And that one is one of the movies. It's probably, there's probably about 10 movies that me and my dad and my brothers all quote to each other or just me and my dad um, that is on it. So it's one of those sort of more nostalgic movies than others because it has like a family interaction with it, you know? Um, and so I really had a lot of fun rewatching it. And when I post, I don't always post everything I'm rewatching because I don't need judgment about me watching a movie at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday, but whatever. <laughs> so I only will post ones that I'm watching at night usually. Um, and so when I posted that, like the people's responses to it, like there's also this level of interaction that comes from this is what I'm watching. And people are like, oh my God, I haven't seen that movie in so long. And kind of taking people back to like a moment that that felt good has been kind of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at Care Of. And they make getting vitamins and supplements easy and hassle-free. They can come right to your door so you don't have to go out shopping or take any kind of risk to go get your vitamins. They come right to you. And what's really nice is that you can take their online quiz and you answer some questions about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle. And they recommend the vitamins that will be the most helpful for you. And so, for instance, I took the quiz and it only like it only takes a few minutes and they we were able to narrow down some things that will help me hopefully with my sleep because that's one of my biggest health problems is that I have a hard time uh, with my sleep uh, issues and uh, so it's really great they come to you right to your door and you get these little packets that you uh, you can take every day and so if you are want to put some in your purse or you're traveling or something like that, uh, they're very, very, very easy for you to take. And, uh, and it's just really positive, very personal. There's a great attention to detail. They have great quality that you can see and taste. They focus on quality science and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. They are, their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I recommend taking the quiz, getting the vitamins that you need, and uh, and checking out Care Of. Uh, for 25% off each of your first three months of Care Of, go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25, enter code hallmarkies25. That's 25% off each of your first three months of Care Of. Go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25, enter code hallmarkies25. Yeah, um, I, I've, I mean, I've had a lot of fun. I watched a at the at the drive-in, I've watched uh, I've watched E.T., mm-hmm. which was really fun to revisit and cry my eyes out. Uh, <laughs> and I still think his mother is the worst. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in years. Uh, she's so frustrating. I mean, she makes her children walk on eggshells. They can't yeah. talk about anything without her Ugh, without her freaking out. And then, yeah, like and then yeah, it would be an interesting one to discuss. And. And uh, she doesn't notice that there's an alien in her house. Like, what is wrong with her? Because like, <laughs> even if it wasn't an alien, you know, it seems like plausible also that, I mean, besides the alien, that kids would try to sneak, like, an animal in the house or something. Yeah. I don't know that's happening. Like, come on. 
fun. But yeah, eighty. It's so funny to watch these eighties movies and realize, yeah, that parents were awful. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, time bandits. The parents, <laughs> like, they're so bad. And I mean, I guess Back to the Future. They're they're they they the the final version of them is fine. But uh, but yeah, they're just like I mean, it was the age of the latchkey kid, you know. So yeah. Oh, I but, was one of them. I know. <laughs> I mean, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but, but, yeah. uh, but, but yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny to watch, but I, yeah, I saw Back to the Future. Yes. Uh, love it. Which I love that film. I think it's one of the, if I were to say a perfect movie, I think it's pretty close to perfect. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater and people clapping at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) One of the movies that I think the first movie I saw where people clapped at the end was Hoosiers. And I was like, why are people clapping? (laughs) You know, another movie set in Indiana. It's everyone. It's, it's Hollywood's (laughs) favorite place. Cause there's, uh, for if, if they ever want to do like homespun, uh, Americana story, you said it in Indiana. Because, yes because i mean they have stranger things is set in yeah. indiana uh obviously i mean hoosiers it's the story is indiana but still yeah uh and then rudy and i mean there's a long list of movies that i bet there's a list of like yeah people have shot movies or where they're placed in them and it'd be interesting to see how that shakes out i know i know but uh, town usa is apparently in indiana that's right (laughs) yes uh so anyway uh and so that was really fun to get to watch and i saw jaws Mm. Mm -hmm. drive and that was that's such a good movie is so and it, it is scary scarily relevant that reminds uh, me if have i do i have jaws 3 on my list because <laughs> nope i need to add that because i saw jaws 3 uh, see that's the thing yeah. is like my list i think is bigger than it actually is because as even i sent it this to you earlier today i was like oh that movie isn't on there and that movie isn't on there so and so do you have some movies that that did not hold up because i have have a couple first of all arachnophobia i remember being so scary it is (laughs) so boring i thought it was such a snooze (laughs) and i'm a pretty easy scare and it just like nothing happens it is so dull i was so scared of that movie i remember seeing it in the theater with my cousin gina who's about a year older than me and i just remember being like and i'm never sleeping again (laughs) No, no. But in comparison to say, I watched A Quiet Place for the first time, and I rewatched yeah. my my enemy of horror movies. I rewatched during the day to be sure that it was, it was like, was I wrong? And that was the <laughs> ring, and it is still oh, equally yeah. terrifying. Um, but there are because I watched many movies from the '80s that clearly don't hold up. One of the worst ones was Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, um, for a couple of reasons, like. There's obviously some very problematic, just misogynistic sort of mm-hmm. things happening in it. But then also they're talking about being crucified or persecuted as nerds when there's like, they join a black fraternity. So there's all these black men standing there. And I was like, I don't think 
this is the time to be watching a movie where they're talking about nerds being persecuted over black men. And I was like, ah, read the room. I was like, this is not. So that movie probably didn't yeah. hold up when I saw it as a kid. It was problematic then, but it was probably, I would say it's one of those movies that like, I tried to sneak when I was little because it's R-rated and, you know, you're trying to right. watch it. So it's more about the the feeling around the movie than the actual movie. And that was really hard to watch. Like, that one was really bad. Um, and another one that did not hold up for me in that way, this I watched for, I had Teen Month for Family Movie yeah. Night. Uh, and uh, Family Movie Night, uh, we are just this, the week of this recording, I'm going to be posting my 250th episode of Family wow. Movie Night. So, awesome. yeah. So if if you're interested in family friendly uh, movie recommendations, y'all should check yeah. that out and over take on my these channel. As non-family movie <laughs> yeah. recommendations. <laughs> but I so I have Teen Month every June, and, yeah. and so that allows me to watch things a little bit more mature than I typically recommend because yeah. it's Teen Month. And so I watched Dirty Dancing. That totally holds up, and is yep. I think is way better than people give her credit for. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the script is actually really good, and it's very bold. Um, and I watched a new movie to me called, uh, called the, um, uh, last, uh, um, a little romance, sorry, a little yeah. romance that was really cute. I enjoyed that. That's a sweet little romance as the title would suggest. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the and then way. Uh, the way, the way, way back, uh, mm -hmm. was excellent. I love revisiting that. That movie is so well-written. But the one that didn't hold up out of all of them was Bring It On for me. Oh, yeah. I, I Some of the teen movies don't, don't. Like, I think Mean Girls would probably still hold in a lot of ways. But there's mm -hmm. some things that don't. And speaking of, another movie I loved when I was in college was not another teen movie, which is the spoof off of movies like Bring It On. Mm -hmm. And that didn't hold up very well. Like, I almost stopped it and was like, well, the two lines I still quote are not problematic but the rest of the movie is and that yeah. is one of chris evans first movies so <laughs> yeah uh, the like, bring yeah. it on i mean there are so many lesbian jokes in yeah. bring it on like i was shocked and the language that they use is just not appropriate now at all and i mean not that it ever was but it was shocking i i do not remember that language being in it yeah. i don't remember yeah. being shocking at the time uh and so it was it was kind of a surprise and also i mean the end the end message is actually pretty sweet and inclusive um but the way that the the city uh black cheerleading team is kind of portrayed throughout the movie yeah. is very yeah. like antagonistic and you've got like the the white squad versus the black is it's a little uncomfortable yeah. uh they do kind of like i said the ending is kind of nice the way they end up uh, uh working together and whatever yeah. but i it was enough that the whole time i'm thinking oh, I'm, i feel really uncomfortable about this and i could i ended up not doing it for family yeah. movie night because i tried to only for family movie night i try to only do movies that i actually like and that want to yeah. recommend to people <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah. yeah. I, well, just, I mean, even when I watch, rewatch some of the Friends episodes, uh -huh. uh, there's some things that just like don't hold over. And right. like, it's like when you know better, you do better and you be better and so on and so forth. But it's just sort of the, the transition of 
where jokes land. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the case when, you know, when I was a teenager watching a movie for like nine to five from 1980, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> how can they do that? Yeah. I mean, I mean at least idea. that, that was supposed to be a dark comedy. So it's a Which little. Which reminds me. Yeah. I need to add that to my list right now. <laughs> that's not on there. And I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's an interesting thing to kind of go back. And it doesn't mean we cancel things. It just means yeah. that we... There's just some of it's problematic. Yeah, that we see it in the... And there are some things that you kind of have to let go of. Yeah. doesn't mean you have to be a stink, you know, make a stink about it. But then there's other things that you just are like, okay. Uh, well, that's it's kind of... This is the way I see it. I used to show friends in my class as an example of communication. We watch one episode, we analyze these things. I decided that I would be more thoughtful in the episodes that I would choose mm -hmm. when doing it. That's fine. Right? right? Like going, right. this probably doesn't go over well in a room full of, you know, 70 students that are born in like 2000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, so it's like, okay, so we, the last time we didn't watch Friends, we watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you just kind of update where you can and be mindful of sort of the messages and if yeah. you have to communicate about what that message might mean to somebody like a child then you you do it right it's just mm -hmm. but yeah some of it, it just doesn't hold like oh not interested <laughs> right I, a couple other hidden gems that i watched that people might be interested in uh the uh, i really enjoyed if people are are interested in a scary movie uh, they might actually like a movie called Relic, which is a new film mm. for 2020. Very well done. And, and it has a lot to say about uh, dementia and oh, how we treat, yeah, and how we treat and sort of the experience of, mm -hmm. of older people when they start, uh, start to become these different people. And, uh, and so it was actually a horror movie that had, I thought, something to say. Very well acted. Emily Mortimer is the lead role. She's sort of uh, been, uh, she hasn't been very close to her mother. She finds out that her mother's missing. She goes to visit and there's a kind of a secret to the house. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's like half haunted house, half, wow. half uh, yeah, it happens slightly I don't know what you say, but anyway, it's it. I thought it was excellent. One of my favorites of this year so far. And I'm not a big horror person, but I really liked it. I think a lot of Hallmarkies will really enjoy Feel the Beat on Netflix. This is a really cute movie about uh, about the bitter Broadway Broadway actress who can't get the part. She ends up going back to her hometown. Uh, this is star Sophia Carson, and she ends up becoming a teacher. For these little girls that uh, enter this dancing competition Fun. and the little girls are adorable and it actually had like quite a bit of diversity for a movie like this which was nice to yeah. see and one of the little girls is deaf and and so that was cool and this is just a sweet sweet movie that i think is just prime for the hallmark crowd i uh, oh, also yeah. really enjoyed greyhound with tom hanks and uh, if you, this is nice because it's only 90 minutes and so it's just about him as this captain of this ship in world war ii and there's these u-boats and he has to defeat the defeat the evil germans 
I mean, it's a very uh, classic kind of yeah. film. This is not a nuanced depiction yeah. of war. It's not a, like, there is some loss and everything like that, but this is more of a, I don't know, kind of your underdog sort of story kind of thing. And yeah. uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was good. And uh, then, of course, Hamilton was so much fun to watch. Uh, I have been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack for three years like it's been one of my top listened to on my spotify and so to finally have the visuals link up with Mm -hmm. the music it was a a brand new experience and it was i've watched it three times i might have i might well i definitely stayed up and i might have cried watching i cried i was so happy (laughs) like it's so good they're so good like the original cast and and obviously that's the only cast you've seen but i mean casted in these parts for good reasons to be dicks is outstanding um and so i just yeah i'll be watching it again and that's what's nice it's like as far as i know it's not going away so i can i can watch it when i when i want but that one i've probably seen the most followed by secret of my six well no psych and hamilton (laughs) and then secret of my success (laughs) i i mean i did i have seen it live i have seen yeah i haven't but But it was a different experience because, you know, getting to see the way that they filmed it and then you get the close-ups and you get the movement. Yeah. And the, it's a different experience than seeing it live. Like both are really cool experiences, but, uh, but I, it was, it meant a lot. It meant a lot to me as well, especially because the week it came out was the week they announced that Broadway had been canceled. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that, that was devastating. Um, I did finally watch Do the Right Thing, which was really kind of interesting to go back and watch that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, definitely an emotional film. Uh, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was uh, was interesting. I loved a little movie called uh, the, um, uh, what was the whole name? Um, it's called What, she, the name of the movie is What She Said, The Art of Pauline Kale. And this is a documentary about film critic Pauline Kael. And of course, it's going to speak to me as, as an aspiring <laughs> female film critic. Uh, but Pauline Kael was very gutsy. And she went, she went against, quite scathingly, against many, many favorite films like Sound of Music, for instance. She was very Whoa. hard on um, a bunch <laughs> of other, other films. But she just was such a strong voice. And I, it was very inspirational for me to watch this documentary and just try to remember as I write my reviews to make sure I have my own voice. And then I'm not, yeah. speaking, I'm not saying what anybody else thought or responding to what other people, yeah. I'm saying what I thought. And it can be hard sometimes because, uh, you know, it makes you very vulnerable. Yeah. And I, and I, I felt like after what happened with Shazam last year, yeah. I kind of lost a little bit of that, a little bit of that fire that I'd had, you know, there was just kind of, there was something so debilitating about that experience that watching this documentary really kind of made me want to get out there and, and yeah, that's awesome. yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's not like it's a great documentary in the sense of it, it's just like a people talking about her in her life and you know it's standard but it but I, it resonates resonates <laughs> and she's such a fascinating human that it doesn't need anything but that to just yeah. be interesting about her life anyway so that's that's also a hidden gem also there's a movie called the truth which i really enjoyed uh, it's by a director named hiro kazakorida 
And if people are sort of diving into foreign directors with the success of Parasite, I, I hope that they are also checking out Hirokazu Koryda. He is an incredible director. His movies are just beautiful. And this movie won't be for everyone. It's kind of a slice of life kind of film uh, where you're watching this family. And uh, the um, it's interesting because it's his first movie ever made in France. He's a, a Japanese director. And this is his first French film. And he has Catherine Deneuve who uh, is uh, playing a aged movie star who has just written her memoirs and her daughter is kind of like what is going on with these memoirs i don't remember <laughs> this is not the way i remember it and yeah <laughs> her daughter is played with juliette binoche who's incredible and uh, and then she's married to ethan hawk and ethan hawk's just kind of like your everyday working actor who's just happy to spend time with his daughter and to get I'm occasional just, gigs i'm just and, happy to have movies with ethan hawk in it <laughs> i know and and so he's great and uh so you have kind of this diva and you have her daughter and and the ethan hawk character and they're basically all spending kind of a weekend together and uh, she's also making a movie about somebody who uh who's uh that she's making a movie about somebody who ends up going in space into space and because she finds out that she only has so much time to live and so <laughs> she goes up to space then she can live longer and anyway it, it's 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 a, a movie that has a lot to say about memories and how we remember things in in and in, in family yeah. and i really enjoyed it again won't be for everybody it'll be boring to some people who, <laughs> who want more plot but I, I really thought it was great. And but that's why we go we always go back to uses and gratifications. You can't judge me for the TV and movies I like. <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's what I was I love that. I always get so excited to teach that theory. You can't tell me what I watch. <laughs> but can yeah. I share a couple uh, hidden gems that I know that the Hallmarkies folks listening will yes. a like why did it take you so long to watch it <laughs> but b yeah. oh that reminds me i need to go rewatch it so Please. besides action movies which i find to be fun but like not really brain consuming uh -huh. if you will i also sort of went into asking other people for suggestions and one of the things that i've done during quarantine or since it started besides watching a movie a night i do a question of the day on my oh, Facebook yeah and so it's just like, it could be anything, pancakes or waffles, your favorite Tom Hanks movie, like whatever. It's just like mm -hmm. all sorts of different things. And so one day I did, what's your favorite romantic comedy? And I got a bunch of, romance isn't always my first option. You got to mm -hmm. remember, I grew up watching Lifetime <laughs> Hallmark and yeah. it's kind of a different aspect. Yeah. We're working to convert you. <laughs> you, you are. And if yeah. you look at my list, all of my on friendship movies are on there. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched three since yeah. March, I believe. If not, I might be missing one, so I'll have to check. <laughs> but, um, so... <laughs> So I watch, let's see, Morning Glory with Rachel McAdams and, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but I love him. Well, Harrison Ford's in that. Yes, but I'm thinking of the guy that like she's like, you know, vibing with. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but it's about a morning TV show and my friend Marky recommended it to me because he works in 
uh, news and, and like the news station and things like that. And so that's one of his favorite movies. And I really enjoyed that. I thought Patrick it was Wilson. really cute. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love him. He's in Fargo, um, the first season, and he's just like top shelf acting. I whenever I see him, I get so excited yeah. because I think he's so wonderful. Um, no, excuse me, Fargo season two. Yeah. Well, there's a connection there, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. But so that was really cute. I've never seen Leap Year and my friend Claire, who's on Best Forever's quite a bit to do uh -huh. the book club series. I thought that was really cute. I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go over there for Leap Year and I'm going to find myself a husband. That's my <laughs> issue. But now I can't travel. We'll do, it. But... We'll do combined. Once travel gets open, we'll do combined. Yes, yes. It'll be great. Next leap year, I have three and some more years to plan. <laughs> okay. But the one that really sort of like, I just was in awe watching it was About Time with Rachel McAdams. Oh my God, there's two Rachel McAdams movies. Yeah, I, just I still need to watch that. I have not I... seen it loved it like oh, it's kind of like this weird it. vibe story thing where i was like what is happening kind of like when i watched <laughs> the old guard with charlie's theron the first uh -huh. 10 minutes i was like i don't know what's happening um but by the end it was fantastic and that's an action movie and new on netflix yeah but about time is basically i'll give the least amount of information because i don't want to spoil anything and you haven't seen it so right um, but it's basically like this guy can go back in time and he's kind of uses that with his relationships and his life and that sort of thing and sort of at the end of the day it comes down to like like there's certain moments in life that matter and that we need to pay attention to them and and or or just thinking like the daily moments might be more important than the bigger moments and I don't know it just had such a lovely yeah. message and I don't think it was like necessarily romantic focus per se i think there was a lot of family in there i just think that there was a, a really sort of like an awesome lesson that came from it and i just was sort of blown away because sometimes you go in and you're like well people recommended it but you know romances aren't necessarily my jam mm -hmm. you know i like mystery and yeah i mean and i like tv so it's not like i'm gonna choose a movie i'll i'd rather choose a tv show Mm -hmm. so that was outstanding one that was more of a thriller that it's also about time so this one was about time the other one is with Denzel Washington called out of time <laughs> mm. and this one I hadn't seen in a really long time and there was about like 40 to 50 minutes of the movie that were so intense like in a good way that I was just like really impressed. So it's just like an enjoyable watch because I yeah. can handle it at the time, but they just play off this like sort of the rubber band stretching and you're waiting for it to snap sort of thing. And all I'll say is it's based on covering up lies and trying to catch up with lies and things like that. And I thought that was really fascinating. And then I would say the TV show that I enjoyed the most that was new besides Babysitter's Club, we've covered that yeah <laughs> was defending jacob on mm -hmm. apple TV i heard the Plus. ending though it's very and eh, people were nah, kind of i mean uh, like well, without spoilers my friend i can't spoil my friend was like i was really digging it and then that ending yeah actually i thought well see i don't know what to say without spoiling it. i was okay with the ending okay. i'll say that but there, I thought it was really well done. It was one of the only times besides I'll Be Gone in the Dark where I've watched and done nothing else. 
like absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. else. I just watch it. And there's been other things that I've done that with, but like where I was just enthralled the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was really well done. It has Chris Evans. It has Michelle Dockery who plays Lady Mary from Downton Abbey. And then the young boy who's in Knives Out is their son. Um, It's based on a book. Um, It is more it's fictional, but more true crime leaning. So yeah, <laughs> be prepared for that Hallmarkies. <laughs> if that's your jam, then um, you'll love it. <laughs> well, I have some that I also watched, uh, rewatched. Uh, I rewatched uh, for the 25th anniversary, we rewatched Clueless. And that I is thought just- you said you watched it 25 times. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched it 25 times, but uh, one of my all-time favorites. That movie that movie's out, fantastic. That and I think, unlike Bring Bring It On, it holds up incredibly well. I I still think it's super funny. I mm-hmm. I think it still has a lot to say. Uh, Paul Rudd's still the same age. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd is still the same age. Uh, and then I also watched Moonstruck again, which is a movie that I love and adore. I think I haven't seen it in so long. Oh, I was gonna say if you've never seen it, you got to see it. Uh, yeah, it's so well done. It's got such great writing. The script is just, uh, and I, I love Nicolas Cage in it. He's so yes. good. And uh, I think that. Uh, it has it's just a really rich movie in the sense of you're not only getting the story of Cher and and yeah. uh, and Ronnie you're getting uh, the story of her mother you're getting the story of mm-hmm. her father you're getting just all of these characters that all have uh I love I love Olympia Dukakis and John Mahoney mm. there's that, uh, that yes. story arc is written is beautiful I forgot and, they were in it oh. yeah it's I'll so have to good. add that to my list. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just love when Olympia Dukakis says, your life is not nothing. Uh, <laughs> things and and uh, I don't know, just that whole, there's so many scenes. We, we should do a whole episode on Moonstruck because I, I, it's one of those ones that I could really line by line have something yeah. interesting to say. I was going to say, can we do like a series on Olympia Dukakis because <laughs> I love her and Steel <laughs> Magnolia. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So good. I also watched Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, she's so good. That I I'm gonna have to go through her IMDb list and add some movies to my want to watch list because yeah. I'm really digging on Olympia Dukakis right now. Yeah, she, she's amazing, and uh, and I don't know. I just there's there are so many good ones out there, and uh, I mean that's one thing that uh, during the during the regular year I typically don't have time except for for family movie night. To rewatch movies and so it's yeah. kind of fun to have gotten to be able to at least do some of that over this uh this this uh quarantine period yeah but, uh but yeah i mean i as far as like disappointments things i didn't like i hated desperados on netflix that was oh awful. I, that's on my list i haven't watched it yet. oh it was not for me i really didn't <laughs> like it i also really disliked um ready wedding uh, or repeat or whatever it was um oh on, i don't know that one uh, on what was that's what it was called right um i hated it so i put it out of my mind um <laughs> hated uh, it sorry <laughs> yeah no <laughs> on uh on netflix uh love sorry love wedding repeat i really really disliked it was awful <laughs> 
people think I'm just gonna like any romantic comedy that is false. Um, I, what can I say if you're looking for something lifetime? Fatal Affair with Omar Epps and Nia Long is right up that lifetime alley. Uh, I heard it was five really lifetime bad stars. Five, five lifetime stars. Lifetime stars. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. The uh, only fantastic thing I didn't movie. like was Omar Epps in a turtleneck. Everything Uh-oh. else is ah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I think the Desperados has, has got to go down. Desperados and the wrong Missy. I really, really hated the wrong Missy. I mean, I tend to not oh, like... Oh, I saw the preview for that and I was like, mm, no, yeah. not, I, no, thank you. The only reason I watched it was because I was covering it for another podcast that I was on. Yeah. And, uh, but it was awful. I mm-hmm. was talking about one of the most irritating, obnoxious characters of recent memory. Uh, <laughs> wow. Is in the wrong Missy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but for the most part it's been a good experience like i said definitely things like relic and greyhound and it kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone uh with some of these things because uh you know you don't have the uh the big the marvel films or the the you know the big franchise films to review so you end up reviewing and watching some of these more smaller films that you might have uh missed along the way and, and it's been fun just to talk I hope people have enjoyed just listening to us chat. I don't know. <laughs> well, between the two of us, we've watched a lot of stuff. I know. And I don't, and, and some of the things is I don't think everything we would watch, we agree on. I don't think that's possible, but sure. I think like that, but you're right. Like it's pushing out of the comfort zone, but also remaining in my comfort zone. So although I've been choosing yeah. like my tween and teen movies to have sort of like familiarity, yeah. I've also been watching more horror movies to see if I'm as terrified as I am. <laughs> I watch them during yeah. the day, but I've watched The Purge. I've watched uh, A Quiet Place. I've watched The Ring. I've watched, yeah. and I have some others on my list. And I've been watching more romantic movies, which is not my first choice. Um, and mm-hmm. so well, you should check out relic and let me know yeah i think. just well if you hear clicking in the background it's <laughs> me adding movies to my list so i added moonstruck <laughs> yes relic. uh well we'll and do like millions that's the last one I yeah have to <laughs> if you want us to do a moonstruck podcast then let us know and uh, if you let do they us know. need to let us know or can we just yeah do can we just do it we can just do it but uh but this would be a lot of fun we want you to be a part of this conversation we want to hear what you have been watching how you've yes. been coping and this will be a lot of fun so put in the comment section the things that have been keeping you company through all of this and yeah, what do i need to add to my list <laughs> yeah. that's what i need to know <laughs> <laughs> i know a lot of you've been watching hallmark movies and i have some of mm-hmm. those as well uh and uh christmas in july you know just happened so that was really fun mm-hmm. and uh so yeah it's been an uh, interesting experience but certainly we'll never forget it, it <laughs> it's gonna be a memorable year that's for sure uh but uh but thanks for taking the time to do this this was a lot of fun Yay! for me to just relax and just talk talk movies well thank you for not judging me for watching (laughs) and i came in i think with 204 movies and now no i think i had just a couple over because i've been watching tv this week i'm now at 209 after updating my list from our conversation (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i saw that one oh that one's not right right (laughs) so thanks for the judge-free zone yes always always 
Well, so if people want to listen to your podcasts, uh, where can they find you? Yes, Best Forever's podcast is found on all your favorite podcatchers, and it's at Best Forever's pod on all the social medias. I'm Dr. Elisa Lucas for my personal Twitter, but also, since we did dip into some darker things here, I also have a second podcast about true crime called Fatalities, and that's spelled T-E-A-S, because I get together with friends over tea to talk about true crime, yeah. and that's at Fatalities on all the socials and on Apple podcasts. Uh, So yeah, we'll have all the information for that in the description section. Everybody should check it out. It's really good stuff. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And you can find all of my reviews and family movie night picks over on my channel. So make sure that you do take a look over there. I really appreciate it. And make sure you're following Hallmarkies Podcasts all over social media at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Also, please consider becoming a patron. We have been doing our patron watch-alongs, which have been so fun. The last three months, we've had guests from uh, the last month we had Tracy. I mean, the last month we had Julie Sherman Wolf to watch the Christmas Club, which you have seen, Christmas mm-hmm. Club. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yep. Uh, we also have had Tracy and Dreen and the producer of the Christmas Getaway, which was delightful. And, uh, and we have something very special planned uh, with, uh, for, uh, for August. So uh, it's, it's, it's worth your while for, to become a patron, only $2 a month, uh, and you get all the benefits. So check that awesome. out. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun uh, merch, a Hallmark-inspired merch, but also just movie-inspired merch. We have a Star Wars-inspired shirt. We have a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. So check it out. <laughs> check that out. <laughs> all and a Princess Bride inspired shirt. We okay. Got it all. While I go, lose. <laughs> so check that out. And thank you so much. This was a lot of fun for me. I hope everybody yeah. enjoyed it. And if you'd like us to do more stuff like this, we can talk for a long time. So and we watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> we watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is pandemic or not. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. watching stuff. That's right. <laughs> so let us know what you think, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Yeah.